You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Special Reports on the Legal Talk Network. This is Dennis Kennedy. I'm a co-host of the Kennedy Mile Report on the Legal Talk Network. Today's show is being recorded on location during the ABA's Law Practice Division's fall meeting at the U.S. Grant Hotel in downtown San Diego, California. We're here to cover this event and its highlights for you, our listeners. Joining me now is Linda Klein from Atlanta. Linda has a long history of leadership positions with the ABA. Welcome, Linda. Thank you, Dennis. Good to be here. Before we get started at the heart of this interview, I want to ask you about your your professional career, uh, sort of what brings you here, and then also maybe uh, some of the highlights of, of your experience with the ABA as well. Well, I've uh, practiced law in Atlanta, Georgia my entire career, uh, over 30 years, and I have a dispute resolution practice, a lot of alternative dispute resolution now, and I have industry-specific, probably a lot of construction industry, uh, the pharmaceutical industry, and education law are three of the industries that uh, I generally work in. Uh, I'm a law partner at the law firm of Baker, Donaldson, Bierman, Caldwell, and Berkowitz. It's a 700-lawyer firm throughout the Southeast, so we're a Southeast regional-based firm, and I serve as the managing shareholder for the two offices we have in Georgia, in Atlanta and Macon, Georgia. So what brought you to the ABA, and what are some of the highlights in your ABA career that lead you to being here at this conference? I guess I'm one of your typical ABA junkies. I've been a member of the American Bar Association since I was a law student at Washington and Lee University School of Law. And I've enjoyed being part of the ABA. Uh, After graduating from law school, I immediately got involved in section work within the ABA. I served later on as chair of the tort trial and insurance practice section of the ABA. I've been involved with the law practice division for more than 20 years. I've made some of my best friends among people I've met through the ABA. We work together. We share clients together. We get to watch each other's kids grow up. It's just been a great experience for me. And from 2010 and 2012, I had the privilege of serving as chair of the House of Delegates of the American Bar Association. That's the second-ranking officer position in the ABA, and the House of Delegates is like a big congress of lawyers, over 550 lawyers, that set policy for the ABA. And then at this conference, you're involved in the the Women's Rainmakers group, uh, and this is a big conference for for them. I think the, the Women's Rainmakers group is really one of the most interesting things we do in this division. Could you kind of sketch out for the audience what that group does and some of the, the activities This division was an early pioneer in realizing that the potential of women as rainmakers and encouraging women rainmakers to get together and share hints and secrets. And so throughout the years, uh, usually every other year, the Women Rainmakers Group has a particular program and gets together with others and shares some great programming, great speeches, inspirational speakers. It's always a lot of fun and always very valuable. And then what... Uh, specifically will you be talking about at this conference? Something that I generally don't talk about, and that's myself. I, I tried to say no, but the group insisted that I talk a little bit about how bar leadership activities have helped me become a woman rainmaker. And I think that's great about the, the whole rainmaking thing is that I think sometimes people believe that you're born to be to sell legal services and it's not something that can be learned. But I think the, the rainmakers type groups really help people who 
kind of struggle with that whole notion. And then also, I think, struggle with some of the unique issues that confront women in, in those types of roles. I, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, no one gives birth to a baby girl and says, this baby girl is going to be an incredible rainmaker someday. Uh, rainmaking skills often have to be taught. And as we see the generational differences uh, uh, among different people who be giving business to lawyers, uh, more, more lawyers need to learn some of those skills. Uh, I've come to hear the expression, one size fits one. And when you're trying to generate business, one size fits one. And I, I think that I remember back when in the days when I used to do estate planning, there was this generational uh, shift that was going on. And I think it became uh, more difficult for the sort of older estate planning male lawyer to relate to women businessmen, the, the younger generation of, of women clients. And and so that's been an interesting development, I think. But And so I think that even in this sort of traditional setting, what women bring to what used to be traditional client relationships have really changed and improved those relationships for lawyers. You're absolutely right. But our clients were really way out ahead of lawyers. The clients were the first ones to adapt. Clients that have to sell things, uh, they know what their market is. And so lawyers have to adapt, but they can take a really good lesson from their clients. And then what are some of the things, if you were to look back on your experience in the Women's Rainmakers group, uh, what are some of the, the, other than the relationships, which to me is sort of the key part of being involved in ABA, but what are the things that you really felt have benefited you that you've learned by being part of this group that then you were able to apply to your own practice? Throughout the years, there have been different speakers, and they're timely. So I've learned timely tools that have helped me as I uh, seek business from clients, seek new clients, seek to expand business from my current clients. And then uh, is there an example of, of one speaker that you said, wow, this almost was the perfect thing for me at the perfect time? I can't remember a specific one, but I just remember the good feelings of uh, sitting in a room with more than a hundred other women as we all tried to find our way and how to best become rainmakers uh, and and be our own selves. And I think that that's what the speakers throughout the years have taught us all: is that you need to be yourself first. And then, what do you find as with generationally? What's what's happening? So, do you see more mentoring? Is is this generation of women lawyers different? And and how how does that reflect in what you see? That's a very interesting question. When I first started practicing law more than thirty years ago, we didn't even know what the word mentor was, and we found our own mentors. We didn't call them then them that in those days. And so, as the years have gone by law firms and lawyers have become more interested and sensitive to the idea of bringing the next generation of lawyers along. And the whole mentoring program has become a part of that. Now we're hearing a new phrase called sponsors. And so not only do people have mentors that, that help them and guide them along the way, they have sponsors that speak for them and push them uh, as, as they achieve their full potential as lawyers. There's been a lot of interest in the news lately about comments made, especially in the tech industry, about how uh, especially the CEO of Microsoft saying that, that women don't need to ask for more money and that things just kind of come come along. And and you sort of, I sort of felt there was like a sense of things really moving along for, for women. And it seems like last year there's been almost this feeling of retrenchment, but almost the need to kind of think about those relationships and... and uh, 
what women might need to do differently. Have you done? Uh, have you run into things where people are saying we've? It seemed like we were advancing in some ways, but now there's a, a bit of a retrenchment. Do you have any sense of that? Each time there's a recession, there seems to be a problem with uh, sort of we've taken two steps forward and maybe one step back. There are a lot of people within the American Bar Association, a lot of people that will be here at the Women Rainmakers Conference that are committed to making sure we don't take any steps back. That's great. Um, So let me wrap up by saying you've had great – the ABA has benefited you. Women Rainmakers obviously have been a good thing. So how do you encourage – what do you do to encourage uh, other women especially to get – and younger women as well to get involved in the ABA things? One of the things is I'm doing this podcast, and I'm hoping that the women who hear this podcast and and their male mentors and sponsors and friends uh, tell them to get more involved in the ABA, in the Law Practice Division, and in the Women Rainmakers Group. But whenever I see a young woman lawyer, I try, or even a young man lawyer, I try to tell younger lawyers how much the ABA has done for me, how much I've benefited from being a member of the American Bar Association for more than 30 years. I've made friends. We've shared business. It is a very special organization. Well, well, thank you very much. We've reached the end of of our time, and I want to thank Linda Klein for joining us today. Uh, If our listeners have questions or wish to follow up with you, how can they reach you? Go to the American Bar Association's directory, and they'll find my email address there. Great. And while they're on the site, they might look into joining the the ABA or, or expanding what their activities are in the ABA as well. And if you're not a member of the American Bar Association, join and you're going to find incredible value. Great. Well, this has been another edition of Special Reports. I'm Dennis Kennedy. Until the next time, thank you for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.